It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night. It is 8 o'clock, and it is time for episode 258 of the Ron and Brian podcast. I am Ron, joined by over here uh, on my uh, my left, the champ, Brian. Brian, how are you this evening, my friend? I'm feeling champion-y. All right. Champion-y? Yeah, no, no. A lot of people are sitting here saying, oh, Sunday scaries. It's time for the Sunday blues. I'm not looking forward to work tomorrow. You know what I'm looking forward to? Being the champ for and the next should. eight months, we'll call it. I've been champ well, for about four months. That. Yeah, about that, roughly. Absolutely. Um, here you go. Just a lot of people saying, let me see, get a better view of the belt. That's right. Look at this a beauty. Oh, look at the way the light shines. Ron, you jealous bitch. You were sitting there being like, I want that back, but you can't have it. You're not going to get it. You're never going to win it back. How are you doing, Ron, on this lovely Sunday evening? You know, I can't uh, I can't complain too much. Uh, beautiful day here in the Philadelphia area. Had a chance to go out a little bit amongst the people, um, have a few cocktails. So I am good and ready for this episode 258. Are we ready to get into this, Brian? Oh, we're already in it, Ron. All right, well, then let's get it going with our drink of the week. 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 Brian. What are you drinking this week, my friend? I want to first introduce you to this lovely color. Look at this color, Ron. Look at this. It's very nice. It's a beautiful looking beer in a beautiful looking glass. Absolutely. What I'm looking at here is my drink of the week, which is from our friends at Dogfish Head, probably the only IPA that I would happily drink. You are looking at their 90-minute Imperial IPA, a 9.0 ABV. Ron, you want to talk color? Golden amber. You want to talk aroma? Heavy piney and citrus hop aromas. You want to talk flavor? What about brandied fruitcake? Raisiny, citrusy. Mouthfeel, it's going to feel full, malty, with slightly lingering bitterness. Esquire Magazine calls this the perhaps the best IPA in America. It's an imperial IPA, best best savored from a snifter or a Ron and Brian pint glass. 90 Minute has the great malt backbone that stands up to extreme hopping rate. All right, take a sip there. That's the imperial 90 Minute, not just the 90 Minute. How is it? I'm going to tell you something. This this beer has... um, has been my favorite um, IPA for a very long time. And I'll tell you where where I first was introduced to it. On the Acela train that I take regularly from New York down to Philadelphia. I have some friends in the area. Well, I mean, they're not in Philly. They're 
just outside, but technically considered the suburbs. Sure. Um, sure. Still hurts them bitterly when I when I point that out. <laughs> however, however, um, it is the beer that they sell on the Acela that uh, you get two of these in you. And I'm going to tell you, the last hour of that train ride is just so smooth, so good. And that's my beer of the week. Dogfish Head, 90-minute IPA, not an advertisement. Ron? Now, I remember uh, in college when you would take the train from uh, New York to Albany, you would talk about um, having two in you, but it was a completely different thing back then. Um, So I'm glad um, to see that you're just sticking to the beer this time around. It was Steve and Harvey. Um, they were uh, they would always, um, you know, they would pay for my train ride. But, you know, it was better than the bus. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd have some issues and, and, and wouldn't be touched for a couple of days. Sure, um, sure. That's OK. All right. Ron. Well, yes, my friend. Ron. Yes, sir. Ron. Yes. What are you drinking? Uh, so today, uh, so I organized the beer fridge uh, this weekend. Very, very uh, much more organized, easy to find things. Um, you know, I'm having some VIP guests down in a couple of weeks, and I just want to make sure everything is, is perfect for them. So uh, I pulled out uh, one that was hiding in the back of the fridge. One of my favorite local breweries, Levante Brewing, um, and their cloudy and cumbersome New England-style IPA. Um, This is a go-to if you like IPAs. It is a 5.9. I mean, it's got uh, kind of a cloudy body to it. You can just barely see the Ron and Brian logo on the drink of the week glass I have here. But it is is solid. Mm. Take a deep Mm. set. So good. So very good. Mm. So that's my drink of the week, Brian. It's... uh, Easy drinking walk, going down again. Walk me through the flavors, Ron. Walk me through the flavors. You can't just say this is good. I want to hear about the maltiness. I want to hear about the hoppiness. Well, here's I the want thing. this is ex- why I like it because it's not overly hoppy. It's a it's a mild hop. It's a mm-hmm. it's more malty than hoppy. It's very smooth, very drinkable. Again, coming in at a six percent, so you could almost consider it crushable. This is very important, especially since we are just one week away from the start of Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer. That's right. Next weekend, Memorial Day weekend, uh, long weekend. Great reason for you guys to be here next Sunday night for the start of Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer. What are you guys doing for Memorial Day? Oh, I don't, you know, it might be, uh, might just be a casual weekend. I don't know. Might get together with some friends. Might, uh, might okay. hang out by ourselves. It's tough to say. Got to wait and see what the weather's like, too. You all right? You're breathing a little heavy. No, it's just you. You suburban people are so. Um, you're all about the weather. Oh, it's going <laughs> to be a good weather. We can sit out back. If it's going to be nice, we can. Oh, if it's not too humid, we'll. We'll uh, we'll grill out on the porch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, how does that differ from someone who lives in a city like you? What what, what does the weather not kind of control what you do? Not at all, because all for right. the most part, uh, it's all indoors. So it's traveling from one place indoors, um, going outside, walking around, and then going back into another um, indoor area. All right. I mean, look look at the skin color. This, this <laughs> is not this is not the uh, this is not flesh that has seen sunlight in a very long time. Valid point. Valid point. Well, let's uh, let's keep this week. Oh, show hold on! Going. Look at this. We let next week we're going live against an AEW pay per view. 
They're paying attention. Listen, Tony Khan, friend of the show, um, he knows the power that we um, that we can um, sway um, in terms of just audience size. I think that's why the last time you and I attended a show um, that was AEW, we were uh, kept away from the front row. Yeah, we didn't want know, to distract. And I feel like this is now. Now it's I don't know. It's it's a kerfuffle. I think it officially is between us and AEW and Tony Khan. But um, listen, we will have to. We'll see. We'll see what the buy rate is for our Patreon next week uh, versus the AEW buy rate. Okay. And I'm already slurring my words because I've been day drinking. But what the hell are you going to do? Hey. It's time. Walk me through this. Hold on. Walk me through your we will, uh, day drinking. We will, we will get there because it's part of my beef for the week. Ron and Brian's beef of the week. Brian, what's bothered you this week, sir? This may seem petty. But it is a genuine complaint of mine Okay, um, that I carried this week with me. It is co-workers or just other people who um, expect a full-fledged goodbye when leaving some type of social gathering. Ah, okay. All right. Now, I'm not going to use the ethnic slur that is very popular amongst, how do I say this, the effete liberal community when it comes to um, people um, being at social events and leaving without saying goodbye. I got what you're saying now. Yep. But I believe, I believe that it is perfectly acceptable in a group larger than five for somebody to leave an event without saying goodbye to everyone. Um, Earlier this week, we had a company event Um, I would say uh, probably about 15 people showed up. Um, We were at a local restaurant near uh, my office. Um, People were uh, eating. People were drinking. It was, I would say we got there a little bit after five and it was seven o'clock. So I'd been there for two hours. An appropriate amount of time, I think, for a work event. I sat there. I looked at my coworker. We were like, we don't want to be the first people out, but we're ready to go. Um, and uh, I, you know, grabbed my bag when it was socially acceptable. I found my outing um, and walked out. Did not say goodbye. Yeah. Just left. And the shit I got the next day of people being like, you didn't even say goodbye to me. Like, what time did you leave? I can't believe you left without saying goodbye. Why would you leave without saying goodbye to me? Oh, you just. And um, I, I think people, we, we need to get to a point in society where it's okay to just leave. Right. Because if you got to hunt down, you said what, 15 people were there? There were 15 people. Yeah, and then yeah. you got to hunt down. I mean, somebody was cutting out with you. So you had to hunt down 13 people to say goodbye to everybody. Uh, you'll see them at work the next day. That's my point. I'm, not only my, I, did I already see them all day since 8 o'clock in the morning, but now I'm spending an extra two hours with them after work. I'm going to see them again Friday morning. I don't need to sit there and be like, okay, have a good night. Have a good night. Okay, like I'm going to leave now. Maybe it was like a Friday night. Uh, maybe if you were going on vacation, maybe if you were going to be uh, incarcerated for a period of time. Yeah, just touch base. But yeah, if you're going to see them uh, less than 12 hours later, uh, yeah. yeah. Un- unnecessary in my mind. I'm on. I would I'm agree with Brian that. for this one. Thank you. Thank sure. you. That's my beef of the week. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Ron. Yes. What's bothering you? So, and again, I I always, uh, 
don't know how to phrase this because it's 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 I want to it's not necessarily the general public, Brian, but it is people in general. Large crowds of people are my beef of the week uh, today. Uh, we went down to the Italian Market Festival down in Philadelphia. Um, I don't know. Have you ever been to the Italian Market section of the city, Brian? Um, is that where Kensington is? Uh, it's not where Kensington is. It's uh, if you know where okay. Pats and Geno's is, that's kind of the tail sure. end of it. And then it runs okay. up 9th Street. So uh, this was the first time since the pandemic that they were having the Italian Market Festival. And listen, it's 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 a fun time. Um, they've got vendors. They've got bands. They've got you know, food, they've got drink, but the, the crowd of people that was wedged into this, this just runs down ninth street, the crowd of people, um, that it was just ridiculous. I thought there were a lot of people at Disneyland Mm -hmm. last week. Um, nothing compared to the crowds down here. So we actually cut away. We actually, we actually cut stuff. away from the festival, found a restaurant a couple blocks away to kind mm-hmm. of grab something to eat. And that's where the day drinking began. Had a couple beers with lunch, then had a couple beers, uh, met up with uh, some of the Jardy party um, that came down to the city, walked around. You with saw the us. Jardies? I saw a couple of them. Not, not the full Jardy uh, conglomerate, but uh, two of the Jardies. No, so, you, let, me, let me predict. There was no Matt. Uh, no Matt no Jardy. Matt, no Matt, no John. It was so Marty uh, Jardy. It was Marty and Kelly. Marty and Kelly Jardy. Yeah, exactly. Is Kelly officially a Jardy or is she just Kelly? I think by affiliation, yes, I would say so. I think all of them have um, the last name. It, they're like the Ramones. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. it's just there, there's Kelly Ramone, Marty Ramone, Marty Jardy, Kelly Jardy. You've, you've nailed it, to the show, and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling so so good, Ron. So, um, so you you stepped away. Did you get back into the? Um, we ended the- up going back after having a little lunch, and it was it was a little less crazy, but still, uh, just a lot of people. And I just, I and the other thing that drives me crazy is people with kids and strollers trying to get through this <sighs> crowd. Like people had dogs also, but I'm okay with that. You can bring your dogs to this kind of event. Uh, but people in like huge ass double. Uh, strollers, uh, wagons, um, SUV size strollers, and thinking that they have the right of way over everybody. Sure. Maybe that's my beef. My beef is with uh, parents who feel they have the right of way in a crowd just because they have a little kid with them. Now, I have a question. Yes. Now, if you are walking through the exact same um, street festival, right? there is a woman ahead of you pushing a stroller. It's not right. a double wide. It's a single wide. But she is pushing a stroller, stopping, you know, looking inside, fiddling inside, coming back. She's slowing you down. And then when you, you know, get out of her way and, you know, speed up to pass her, you see that she actually has a dog inside. (laughs) Um, There were people in with dogs in strollers, but they were much more polite than the people with humans in strollers. Now, is that because there's an inherent guilt that they know they're doing something they shouldn't be doing? So that just but so no, wait a minute. Why, why would you say they're doing something they shouldn't be doing if they've got a dog in a stroller? Because dog strollers are not supposed to be a thing. I mean, I would argue that point with you. Some, pe- some people have older dogs uh, that can't quite get around as well on their own. So you put them in a stroller. What, what would you do, Brian? Would you just leave your dog at home? Uh, would you just euthanize the dog the second it can't keep up with you? 
No, my theory is that I'm going to um, take a uh, an unpopular stance at least once every episode. That's fair. Um, two episodes ago, I said that I um, uh, defended the um, uh, the uh, the guy what, who killed Bert we Neely. I was I was going to refer to him as a vigilante. Sure. Okay. Um, but um, he Charles Bronson, that guy. Um, my point being is that I'm going to every week take an unpopular stance and stick. Oh, wow. Look at this. Allie, I'm already up to three. Allie, you better join us the next um, uh, uh, pajama party. You were missed last time. I want to be told. Uh, do you think that I'm somewhat a uh, masochist? Because I genuinely enjoy being told I'm wrong. Uh, there may be a little something to that. You may have a, uh, a king shame about being shamed. Like, and, you're, and we're okay yeah. with that. We're really okay totally with okay with it. I don't take it personally. Um, well, let's get I, into somehow. Uh, I feel like somewhere somehow I feel like Allie's got a notebook that she just puts down like whenever I've said something um, incorrect. What I would love is you know, and maybe we can set this up for her so we can watch this during the show. Is I would love Allie to be able to send us notes during the show uh, about when you get especially problematic, just so that we can have it in real time. Do you want her? Um... Do you want her to do to tell you in real time or do you want her after like what we can do is next week during the whole show, she can track the the the, um, the incorrect um, stances I've taken and then in after dark go over them. See, I think it's I think we need to I think that's so you want to hide it behind a paywall. I think this is something that needs to be out in public. So then we have her on the regular show. I'm just saying she can she can we have a Google Doc that she can type in that we can read Ooh. while we're while we're doing the show. Allie, if you're up for it next week, let's uh, let's talk. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's get to our stories of the week. As, Before uh, we do that, Ron. Yeah. What are you watching? Oh, what am I watching? Good Lord. What am I not watching? I watched uh, Missing Dead or Alive, uh, which is a new four episode docuseries on uh, on Netflix. Uh, deals with a missing persons unit down in Columbia, South Carolina, uh, and deals with four missing person stories. And uh, you'll you, you see whether they end up basically uh, being found dead or alive. Um, watching Silo on Apple TV, great show, uh, sci-fi show. I would, uh, I would recommend that. Um, still watching From on MGM Plus. Um, caught up on the first season on Amazon Prime. Wait a second, what's MGM Plus? So that's like that's uh, yet yet another uh, subscription-based TV service. However, uh, I potentially get my episodes via another venue. Oh, and I started watching that uh, that Sarah Lawrence uh, cult documentary on Hulu that you watched a couple of uh, a couple of months ago. Wasn't as salacious as I was hoping. Not as late, and also uh, creepy. Very creepy. Oh yeah, yeah, very creepy. Very creepy. Um, Ron, if you would like to ask me a question. Well, I, I was just about to say, you know, I think that is everything that I have watched at the moment. Uh, I do want to watch the Anna Nicole Smith documentary, but I have not gotten around to that just yet. Also, the Mer People documentary that's coming out next week on Netflix uh, seems like uh, a roller coaster. Um, what is the Mer People? Uh, literally about people who like being mermaids, mermen. 
uh, dressing up as them swimming underwater. You have not seen the trailer for this? I'll, I'll send it to you. It looks like it's going to be uh, quite the uh, the shit show. Interesting, interesting. Um, Brian, I watched. What are you watching? Oh, um, I did not spend that much time watching TV this past week. Um, however, I would like to give you a word of warning. Okay. To stay away from Otto on Netflix, starring Tom Hanks. Oh, a man called Otto. It looked potentially good uh, based on the previous. Okay. Now, for those of you who remember, um, Clint Eastwood played a character. Um, what was it? El Camino? El, El Camino, yes. No, El Camino? Not, not El no. Camino. Uh, El Camino was Breaking Bad. What was the movie with Eastwood? Come on, Ryan. Macho? No, that wasn't. No, it. this is the one about the. Um, Santa Barbara? Santa Bar this was Gran Torino. Gran Ron. Torino. Matt there just put it in the Matt just put it in the group chat. Yeah, nice thanks, job. Matt. You're a little slow on the draw. Uh, um, maybe a little more cocaine would do you better. Um, but we we saw an episode of a man who's you know an old man who's you know facing the end of his life. Um, uh, uh, you know, not really interested in living much longer. Um, and uh, starts to uh, befriend local people who uh, provide him with a different perspective on life. Okay. Otto is the story of a man who is um, uh, 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 dealing with the grief of having lost the love of his life um, to cancer, I uh, believe, recently. Okay. Um, so it's all about Spoiler him. Alert. Oh, I'm about to spoil the whole fucking thing. <laughs> so it's it's all about how he is trying to kill himself in all these different various ways. Spoiler alert. They don't work. Um, and then how um, he is befriended by a, uh, a family that moves in across the street who I believe are Hispanic. And through um, interactions with them and other neighbors, Otto finds the will to live. That's, that's a lot darker story than they make it out to, to seem in the previews. That's the story. and But the thing is, they don't really... It doesn't get dark. Like, if you want to believe that someone's going to kill themselves, it's like, sell me on his despair. Right. And they, they fail to do that. Okay. Well, I will mark that down. Too. I mean, it, I didn't think I was going to watch it, but I will. Uh... It was, you know, I did not feel like starting a four, eight hour show, you know, 12 hour episodes. Like, I just, I, got I was you. like, give me a movie. Give me a movie. And they were like, okay, here's a movie. I was like, all right, I'll watch it. Um, it's, ugh, no. Oh, I did watch. What the hell was the name uh, of that show? Or that Double movie? Anal Cuties, thirty-eight. I'm drawing. I'm drawing a blank on the name of it. It was I'm shooting blanks. What are you? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go crazy now without being able to think about. I'm it. gonna go crazy. So it's uh, it just came this out. Is the this, most year. Disjointed, this is the most Artifice. disjointed episode we've ever done, Ron. You're rambling. You're off into space. I'm singing. It's not even the Artifice Girl. Yet. That's what it was. It took me a minute. It's called the Artifice Girl. Um, I saw a movie called The Fist Girl um, <laughs> over the uh, two nights ago. Um, this was just, not that. So uh, the Artifice. It was girl. about a very accommodating woman and her so, accommodating body. This is about a uh, in a guy who tracks down predators uh, on the internet, tracks tracks down men seeking uh, children on the internet, and develops cool. this AI that uh, is in the persona of like a nine year old girl. But he's developed 
this AI so that it learns and it can communicate directly with people and, and basically catch these predators and turn them into, into, uh, into the police. And it, it takes place in three stages. You see the initial, and then you see it, you know, like 10 or 20 years in the future when the AI is really developed. And then you see it another 20 or so years in the future when the AI is developed so much that they can load it into a robot so that the AI is now actually in, in like a robot body of, of a nine-year-old girl. But it's very, uh, very interesting, very philosophical. Um, not a lot of big names into it. I think uh, Lars Erickson shows up at the end. Is that the, is that the correct name? Lars Ulrich, drummer for Metallica? No, Lance Henriksen. Shows up in it towards the end. Lars Fredrickson, guitar player in Lance Henriksen. Yeah, I got it right. But uh, yeah, interesting movie. Quick hour and a half. Again, to your point, you know, if you don't want to get bogged down into a, into a multi episode show or docu series, um, decent show, philosophical, interesting take on on AI and consent and things of that nature. So I would uh, I would recommend it. Okay. Very good. Very good. Seems like you, uh, and also keep in mind, um, I don't think all these things you watched in the past week, we have not done. Um, I don't think we've done. What are you watching in the last couple of weeks? Um, by the way, um, just, you know, in case you people are realizing it, I am still, um, uh, uh, ch- uh, following succession every Sunday there. I believe there are two more episodes tonight and next week, um, which you can stream, um, anytime after, um, 10 o'clock on Sunday. So um, we're not going up against it. Also watching Barry, um, all caught up to date, watching the final season. And then I am also watching the final season of Ted Lasso, mm. which I cannot wait for it to be over. <laughs> I'm so done with this show. It's, it's, it's not even good anymore. You know, there was, there was a time period where we all wanted you know, it made us feel good. I believe that was during the pandemic when I was not watching the show. Um, but now it's it's just kind of stupid. Yeah, it feels like one of those shows that you're just trying to get to the end of. Oh, you're rubbing your belt now. Oh, my goodness. You know, this this used to be our belt. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's all, it's all mine, Ron. It's all mine. So we uh, we have stories of the week that we like to pluck out of the headlines and make sure. sure that we get to each and every episode. Brian, what is your story of the week this week? You want you want me to start off? I would like you to start off this week. Okay, um, Ron, do you have a photo of Corey Rollins? Uh, let me take a look here. We've got would a bunch please, of photos because there's there's several there there could be a here we have Corey Rollins. Um, who is a former elementary school teacher's aide um, in Grovetown. Where is this? Uh, in, is this a Florida story or no? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I that. believe this is Georgia. Um, he's in Georgia. So you're looking at Corey Rollins. He is a former elementary school teacher's aide accused of licking a boy's feet. Um, he was just arrested again while he was out on bond after he approached another 12-year-old boy and asked to see his feet. Corey was had been out on jail for just 10 days ahead of his trial for eight counts of child molestation when he pulled over his white Camaro outside of a home in Grovetown, Georgia, where a 12-year-old boy was playing basketball. 
According to a police report, Rollins showed the boy a picture on his phone of feet and asked him if his feet were like those in the photograph. When the boy said no, Rollins asked if he could see him. Boy said no and ran inside. Um, the boy's mother recalled hearing stories about Rollins and pulled up a news report. Son identified him. Rollins is now uh, back in jail in Columbia County on charges of child molestation and attempted child molestation. Judge granted him a $38,000 bond, which I, and um, I believe he's still in jail. Mm. Can you imagine being so controlled by your sexual kink that knowing that you are about to be put on trial, your desire for seeing a little boy's feet is so strong that you are running, you are willing to run the risk of, uh, uh, of of having a repeat um, arrest on the same charge. Yeah, that uh, that I have a hard time wrapping my brain around. Like, I mean, it's like Gary Glitter. Was it Gary Glitter who got arrested? Who's the um, singer? Yeah, Gary Glitter, the, the pedophile who literally was in a halfway house after doing years in prison um, and um, got his hands on a cell phone was trying to look up the dark web. Like, I cannot imagine your sexual kink being criminal and just being so unable to control yourself. On that note, Ron, what's your story of the week? Um, so mine, a little bit lighter, but uh, no no feet, no, no children involved. Uh, so this is going out to Oregon, Brian. Uh, this may also fall under um, our fuck around and find out uh, category mm-hmm. uh, as now one third of the Oregon State Senate is now ineligible for another term um, as the Republican walkout continues. Um, this is due to a, uh, a law that was passed, a, a constitutional amendment that was passed um, for the state constitution last year by voters. Uh, it bars uh, it bars basically politicians from serving another term if they miss a certain number of days or a certain number of votes. So all but three Republicans in the Oregon State Senate have now made themselves ineligible to serve uh, because even with this law in place, um, they continue to walk out uh, six Republican senators, including Senate Minority Leader, Minority Leader Tim Knopp, hit their 10th unexcused absence on Thursday. Three other Republicans and an independent reached that threshold earlier this week. Are they intentionally missing sessions? They, they are intentionally because they um, they have issues. I mean, again, it, it is a Oregon, very heavy, democratically controlled Senate. However, they do need a quorum in order to vote on the state budget. Um, they are protesting oh. democratic bills around abortion, gender affirming care and guns. Um, so they basically uh, do not turn up into the chamber. When when roll is being called, uh, sergeant of arms cannot find them. They eventually come in later on, but this is after you know after the roll has been taken and they've mm-hmm. uh, been considered to be absent. Wow, what a shit show! So uh, that's your story of the week. That's my story of the week. I just I bring I, you I bring you yes a, a a guy who who molests children and is addicted to seeing little boys' feet, and you come to me with Oregon senators who don't feel like doing the job. I just think it's, uh, it, it is sweet justice 
that they will not be able to hold their seats. They will not be able to run for re-election next year. And you don't think that they're going to pass some type of uh, law that uh, excuses them? Well, they can't because they're in the minority to begin with. And this yeah, is a constitutions. This is a constitutional amendment to the state constitution. They can't just pass a law about it. No, but they can pass another amendment, no? Well, the voters would have to vote on that. The voters already voted on this constitutional amendment. <sighs> Next. Let's jump down to Florida, Brian, because we have Florida. we have a ton. We have an orange grove sized batch of stories from Florida this year. You like that? Like that little. Uh, I do there. like that. Well done. Um, earlier last week, Disney announced that they were pulling the plug on a one billion dollar development in Florida. Um, they were going to be uh, building a new office complex, relocating. Uh, a division from California. It would have created more than 10, excuse me, 2,000 jobs uh, for Florida with salaries starting at $120,000 a year or more. Um, it was supposed to cost, uh, what is it? It's supposed to cost originally $864 million. Recent price estimates have been closer to $1.3 billion. Uh, they had actually even already started to relocate employees uh from florida out to that uh, that area mm -hmm. um well listen i think uh, you know you've got a governor there who is grandstanding um he is uh making a uh supposedly this week desantis will be announcing that he is officially running for president i mean we've um i mean it's pretty well known that that was his plan for right you know, for months now, um, but he's going to be running uh, in the Republican primary against Donald Trump. Um, he has taken a stand that um, uh, Florida is the anti-woke state. Florida is the pro-business state. And in an instance like this, where it's business versus woke, or business versus anti-woke, um, it is more important to DeSantis that um, the anti-woke uh, agenda be pushed. So he went after Disney for how did this even start? If I remember correctly, Disney made some kind of comment about how um, they were pro trans rights. So Disney came out as a company uh, to say that they were against the don't say gay bill uh, that was in the uh, in the Florida Senate last mm -hmm. year. Got it. And this, so this all has taken place in the past year. Pretty much, yes. So this, so, I mean, like all the different stages here where DeSantis imposed his own board to take over the um, area. He took away um, uh, uh, Disney's status within um, uh, the uh, land area where they got to make decisions on um, a municipal item. I mean, um, and literally we are looking at... Um, Two behemoths, one being a politician, we're already batshit crazy, um, and a, uh, a, a a global conglomerate, um, which and and I believe I need to disclose this, um, but I am a Disney stockholder. Yes, you should. You know, I believe for the sake of transparency, you should throw that out there because yeah, I don't believe that it's okay for me to hype up what a great company Disney is. Um, without uh, mentioning just the fact that um, I do own some shares. Um, it's not a major part of my portfolio, but it is important 
um, that if anybody is interested in purchasing Disney stock, their symbol is DIS on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, closed Friday, 91.35. Um, I'm not saying I bought it at twice that. I'm just saying I bought it around 180. Um, also, Disney has another $16 billion in potential development in the state of Florida, uh, which they have uh, intimated maybe on the chopping block as well. So it feels like this is a battle that DeSantis can't win because no. he, uh, he, he is impacting jobs. He is impacting tax base. You know, it, again, you can have a pissing contest with the company, but at the end of the day, when it's a company the size of Disney, more than likely they're going to be able to outlast you. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, uh, I remember the first time I went to Disney world, uh, they outlasted me. Um, I was six. It was, I ended up crying. Um, but, uh, uh how do you think this thing ends? Cause you're dealing with a governor that does not want to step down, does right. not want to look bad. You're dealing with a company that at the end of the day wants to make a profit. Um, where does this go? Because it seems there's definitely a one-upspin uh, right. ship type of um, environment. You know, that, that is, it's tough to say because normally this would be when, you know, I, I don't know that necessarily this would be where a politician would necessarily say that they're wrong and, and walk away from it. But this would be where a, a politician would pivot to another uh, another talking point and just kind of, try and put that in the path. But, you know, DeSantis has built his pre-presidential campaign on him being the one that has built this conservative blueprint mm -hmm. on how to, you know, fight back against, you know, wokeness and corporate, you know, corporate interference and in politics and sure. cancel culture and everything else. So based on how he has branded himself, I don't know how he walks away from this. And again, Disney... Disney can play the long game. Like they sure. obviously, you know, they have enough money. They're, they're, you know, their their parks are back to pre-pandemic levels, if not higher. Um, so they they have, I think, the ability to wait out around DeSantis. And I think DeSantis just gets crushed on a national stage if he runs for president. Oh, sure. Do you think he beats Trump? And I know it's early. There's so right. much that can happen between now and then. There's there's possibility. You know, let's let's not discount Nikki Haley, who the former UN ambassador, who is also running. I've seen a couple other names that are less recognizable. You could say that. Um, people I just don't know are also running for president. Um, so we'll see how this goes. But um, do you think DeSantis can beat Trump? I think it's a little early to say. I think if anybody can, it's probably him. But yeah. I, I, again, I unfortunately feel we are probably looking at another uh, Biden-Trump showdown in 2024. As Got disheartening it. as that is to, to think about. Now, which of, um, now between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, which candidate would um, uh, victory would most likely make you um, uh, go out and buy a flashlight. <laughs> I don't know that either of them would, to be perfectly honest with you. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's one of the things that I like most about you, Ron, is the fact that you um, you aren't swayed easily and um, you are a man of principle. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
staying in Florida in Walt Disney World, a brawl broke out in Walt Disney World on Monday after one family asked another to move over so they could take a photo in uh, in front of the park's 100th anniversary sign. Uh, we've got a, a still shot of the video of, uh, of just what we said, a brawl breaking down. There's the 100th anniversary sign uh, in front of the Magic Kingdom sign and uh, families beating each other up because apparently um, you want to get a shot in front of that. Um, there was, uh, again, two families. The fight broke out. They called for police. Um, they called for security. Uh, one person received medical treatment, uh, but both sides declined to press charges. Uh, apparently it started when one of the family members who was asked to move punched a member of the other family in the face. Ron, you were at Disney Disneyland recently. Yeah. Um, at any point, did you get into a physical altercation with another um uh, uh, park goer. I did not. No, although there were people taking photos in front of the 100 anniversary sign there as well, but I did not feel the need to punch any of them. Did you take any photos of yourself at Disneyland? I did not. No, it was not something. It was not a memory that I wish to uh, to keep. Is it not also true that you were in Fulton County, Atlanta? Um, when you claim to have been at Disneyland because you were there for um, 2023. FurryCon! Get your freak on and enjoy yourselves at FurryCon. Um, no, that, that would be incorrect. You are, you're all over the board and you're incorrect. Okay. <laughs> all right. Fine. Tell me we have more. Um, tell me we have more Florida stories. Oh. I feel like we get, we're not done yet. Of course, we have more Florida stories, Brian. We have a Florida man uh, who killed his grandmother with a hammer and then called the housekeeper to clean a, quote, real mess. Uh, we have got a mugshot, of course, Matt, if you could put that up on the screen. Thank you, sir. Um, we have uh, Anthony Michael Corrado, age 34. He is accused of attacking and severely beating his 82-year-old grandfather um inside their naples gated community home on wednesday um oh so, sorry so he beat the grandfather first and then uh bludgeoned the grandmother to death so the grandfather's alive grandmother grandfather's dead. alive in the hospital grandmother is dead um the grandmother had an active order for protection against uh her grandson who was released from prison last year uh and that was uh uh, in place due to his prior violent history. Um, afterwards, he uh, he called the housekeeper around 2.30 p.m. to help him clean, quote, a real mess. A blood-soaked Corrado reportedly led the housekeeper through the blood-spattered home to a bedroom where his grandmother's mutilated corpse lay wrapped in a tarp. Um, she uh, had a bag wrapped around her head when the housekeeper tried to remove it. Corrado allegedly stopped her and said, quote, it would get blood everywhere. The man then uh, asked her to take the body out of the home. Wow, that is a lot of faith in your housekeeper. I mean, so, th so this is twice, 
two weeks in a row. Last week we had the guy who tried to pay his cab driver forty four bucks to get rid of his uh, his girlfriend sure. that he had killed. Sure. Um, so under the guise of retrieving cleaning supplies from her car, the housekeeper escaped the house and flagged down a sheriff's deputy. Are sheriff's deputies just driving around gated communities like that? Uh, apparently, she was just able to to flag this uh, this deputy down. Okay. So uh, he has been arrested and charged with second degree murder and aggravated battery on a person over the age of 65. Question. How many albums do you think he owns by the band Five Finger Death Punch? (laughs) You know, that is a very random question. And I'm afraid I don't have an answer to that. My guess is two. Two. Uh, How many albums does Five Finger Death Punch have? Couldn't tell you. All right. I'm going to guess six. Um, could be more, could be less. All right. Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, stay. Can we, um, can we, no, no, before we stay, can we talk about our Patreon? Uh, yeah, we can talk about our Patreon. Because I feel like too often we hype up the Patreon at the end of the show. Meanwhile, right now, 45 minutes into it is when, you know, statistically speaking, and Matt was showing us the numbers earlier. He was. 45 minutes is when we have our maximum number of people watching. Right now, we are solidly at 8,432 live viewers. People, if you are not a member of our Patreon, what are you waiting for um we have said for years now this is we have been doing this show for over five years yeah and one of the things that we said from day one was that this podcast was going to be free for the people the show was going to be free um we are a show for the people we are not a show for the wealthy um the common person the the word on the street, um, je ne sais quoi. What I'm saying here, people, is the fact that we will always be um, uh, providing one hour of free entertainment to the masses. Um, one of the things that people have done over the past five years is reach out to us and said, listen, I think what you're doing is great. I think what you're doing is important, and I think that it must continue. How can I help? And it started off with us saying, um, listen, we don't want your help. Volunteer at a soup kitchen. And um, people were not satisfied. They said, we want to help. How can we help? So one of the things that we did, um, Ron and I sat there, we looked at our, um, you know, options. A lot of people were like doing OnlyFans. Um, People will sign up, you know, to show your feet. Um, Then I saw that photo of Corey Rollins and I said, no, that man wants to see pictures of my feet. Um, Not doing it on OnlyFans. But what we did do was a Patreon. Um, It's patreon.com is the website. If you want to um, go to our page on Patreon, just go to our website, ronandbrianpodcast.com, click the link in the upper right-hand corner. And one of the things that it will do is take you to patreon site where you can sign up to subscribe to our patreon a lot of people say well what do i get for the patreon well the first thing you get is access to our after dark show um ron you once said to me that you actually prefer doing after dark more than the podcast because you feel that the stories are more interesting 
and pertinent to your lifestyle. Um, these are stories right now, people, that I don't feel comfortable talking about. YouTube doesn't want um, to air the type of stories we do in After Dark. Um, Facebook, they couldn't handle it. Uh, they, they would get steamy and shut down. Um, but on, on on After Dark, that's that's behind the paywall. That's a show where we talk about what we want. Um, and it uh, gets a little crazy, gets a little spicy, uh, a little uh, pico de gallo, salsa picante. Um, uh, sorry, am I rambling? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Why, why would you say that? But join our Patreon. Go to the Patreon. It, we, you know, we, we do a 30 minute minimum show um, right after the podcast every Sunday night. Um, so if you're watching now and you're not a member of the Patreon, go sign up. For as little as $5 a month, you can join. You can get an audio um, copy of our show after we do it. For $10 a month, you get um, the bronze level. You actually get to um, uh, stream live the show that we do and join us once a month for a pajama party, which we're doing next week, where our patrons come on the show with us. All right. So go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Go in the upper right-hand corner. Click on become a Patreon, a patron, if you will. Uh, jumping back down to Florida. We're not uh, done yet in Florida. No. So uh, this was uh, apparently there was a message board that was out on the road that had been welcoming uh, visitors to Lake Nona for an upcoming 5K race. Uh, but apparently it was tampered with. Uh, with the sign changing to read in bright orange letters, kill all gays. What? Yes. Somebody again, uh, because it's such a, it's such a friendly state now. Uh, and there's been so many anti LGBTQ efforts uh, since 2022. You know, mm -hmm. this, uh, this apparently is, is what that, uh, how that manifests itself is someone hacking this sign, changing it from a 5k Fucking to say, shameful. Uh, kill all gays. Absolutely shameful. What is wrong with this world? Uh, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. Uh, staying again in Florida. We told you we had a lot of stories about Florida. And now the parents of a Florida toddler are facing charges after leaving their daughter in a car overnight, resulting in her death. Uh, we've got their mugshot as well. So the couple, Catherine Adams, age 23, and Christopher McLean, age 32, were arrested in connection with the death on Wednesday. The couple has been charged with child neglect, possession of methamphetamine, and possession Metha. of... Did you say methamphetamine? Methamphetamine. 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 Uh, shouldn't be reading these big words tonight. Uh, and possession of drug paraphernalia. 911 dispatchers say they received a call from a frantic woman about 3.43 p.m. on Tuesday. Uh, when police arrived at the home, they were met by someone carrying the uh, unresponsive child. Uh, CPR and emergency medical services ensued. Uh, but she was declared dead not long thereafter. When Adams initially said she found her daughter in their home, the girl's 107 degree body temperature raised suspicion to the police. It's a terrible fucking story, Ron. There's it no is. joke here. I know you're thinking I'm going to make some type of joke. This would um, be normally when you would do that. No, there's no joke here. This is, this is a terrible, horrible, awful story. Um, 
and uh, we pray for that girl's soul. All right. And our, uh, I think our final story in Florida this week, the NAACP has put out a travel advisory uh, advising African-Americans not to travel to the Sunshine State because of the repeated efforts of the governor and, uh, and government in Florida to erase the history of slavery uh, and uh, basically everything bad that uh, people have done to blacks in this country from way back when. Florida would just rather kind of take that out of the schools, sw- uh, sweep it under the rug. Um, and because of that, NAACP says, do not go there. Now, is that for all people or just for um, African-Americans? Um, I mean, do you want me to read the travel advisory? Do you want me to go that far? Kind of. Let's see what it says here. No, no, because that is that a travel advisory for like foreigners coming to America? Is that a travel advisory for um, anybody living in America? Or is that specifically like, hey, if you're a black American, don't go to Florida because we don't think you're going to be safe. I mean, so, I mean, they have just said that uh, they are openly hostile towards African-Americans, uh, people of color and LGBTQ plus individuals. So I guess it's across the board. Just don't go to Florida. Would you go to Florida? Um, probably not. No, I'm not a huge fan of Florida think- to begin with. No, definitely not. And I, it just, it's, it's, it absolutely is a state that has um, prided itself on the culture wars, for lack of a better phrase. Right. And it's just a place where I just don't want to um, support. Nor should you. Nor should you, my friend. It's kind of like Taylor Swift. Listen, it's not my thing. I don't really enjoy it. And uh, there's no reason for me to spend any money on it. So you're equating Taylor Swift with the state of Florida. What I'm saying here is that... Speak slowly so Allie can make notes during this next comment you're going to make. What I'm saying is that you're dealing in when it comes to Taylor Swift, you're dealing with somebody who, how do I say this? I really am afraid to ask. She seems to struggle with long term relationships. You know, every time I hear about Taylor Swift, she's dating somebody new. She's on to the new cool thing, whether it's John Mayer, Ed Sheeran. Matt Beaker, but you know, it's, it's a lack of um, consistency with her. And when we're talking about Florida, it also is a lack of a long-term relationship. They are. um... (laughs) Wow. I was wondering how many, who was going to bring up the fact first that Brian's got two marriages in his back pocket. You know, I'm going to be honest with you as somebody who has two in my back pocket. It's, it's not that big of a deal. It's really not. But you're criticizing her for a lack of long-term relationships where. Sure. I don't, I don't rub my divorces in people's faces. I don't know why she's rubbing her, um, her relationships. You know, why, why should I know about it? Why should I know that she's dating, you know, uh, Matt Healy after breaking up for a six year relationship with uh, Jordan Brewster? It's none of my business. Jordan Brewster. Was that, is that even correct? I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> who was. I thought it was a Jordan. No, uh, it could be. I, I don't really. <clears throat> I don't follow the gossip pages. Apparently, it's close. Excuse me. It was Joe Alwyn. Joe Alwyn. 
Well, that's close to Jordan Brewster. I can see where you Who's get Jordan Brewster. That's the next question. Does anybody <laughs> want to take a guess on who Jordan Brewster was? There's a Jordana Brewster. I was going to say, I don't think that person you're speaking of actually exists. Yeah. Jordana Brewster's in the Fast and Furious movies. By the way, what was the, what was the last Fast and the Furious movie you saw? I can proudly say I've not seen a Fast and Furious movie. Me neither. I have never seen one of them. And apparently what I like about it, this series, and this is coming from a, a very big distance, is that it started off as people driving. And like it was about people like driving. And now suddenly like they're taking on like weapons dealers and they're launching into space. Um, like they're literally like it's it's gone so far out of what um, it once was. But you know what it's still all about, Brian? Family. Family. Exactly. I don't even get the reference. I know <laughs> only because only because I'm on social media and I do enjoy a good meme. Right. Uh, oh, here we go. This is the according to William Esquire, Ron prefers the fast and the furry movies. It's fine. I I, I can I can take these these attacks on my character. That's fine. I have no issue with that. Ron, if you did join the furry community, what would your um, outfit be? I, I, my fursona is what you're asking. Fursona? Yeah. Fursona. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You're in it. You're already in it. What am I talking about? You knew fursona? Come on. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know. I'm not quite sure what that would be. I'd have to really give some thought to that. Next question. When you're having sex with another furry... Um, do you leave your head costume part on or do you take that off but leave the rest of like is there a hole for your penis to come out of the furry costume uh, since I don't have furry sex <clears throat> I'm not able to answer that question but I believe you did have an actual ask Ron question that you wanted oh, to I get did. to this week hold on okay so one of the things that I you know me I always like to um, pick your brain I like the way your brain works um, um, so, uh, one of the things that I have, uh, always done is I love dear Abby. So I wanted to combine my love for your brain and my love for dear Abby. So I'm going to read you a question that somebody wrote to dear Abby and see how you would answer it. All right, let's go. Dear Abby, I started having sex with a married coworker. He cheated on me with another woman. When I found out, I told him to tell me he was sorry because I didn't deserve it. He could have just left me alone. He won't apologize. What do I do? I'm really upset about it. He's married, happily living a single life. So what was... Uh... What was Dear Abby's uh, response? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You do not get Dear Abby's response right. until you offer yours. So you've got a, I'm assuming woman, Allie will be mad at me for making any assumption here. I do not want to be to be, to be angry. Um, but um, it is a person who is, um, who uh, cheated right. um, uh, or, or was, was the other person. Um, no, no, this is a woman. It says I cheated on me with other women. Um, started seeing a married coworker, then found out he was cheating with other people and um, is continuing to cheat with other people. How do you handle this? 
Uh, I mean, you know, I think if you are entering into an affair with someone, uh, mm -hmm. that nothing that person do does after that should really surprise you. Like what, what standards are you holding them to? If they're having an affair with you, uh, what would make you think they're not going to, uh, be with other people as well. Even if you've had the conversation about being exclusive, I wouldn't think you can necessarily trust it. Um, the, is that from, um, personal uh, uh experience it is not yeah i'm just throwing that out there like if you're if if he's married and you're having an affair with a married guy uh nothing he does from a relationship standpoint should really surprise you you should see it coming and you should i mean the fact that this person is upset i think uh maybe she's not quite uh not quite thinking about what is logical in this situation now let me ask you a question ron say you're at work it's right. really hypothetical, of course. Sure, of course. You are working in your hotel industry. Right. You are on a business trip to College Station. Not really, but okay. Let's say we're in College Station. Am I correct or no? Uh, no, you're not correct. How am I not correct? Do you know what's the name of the town? The State College, perhaps. Close enough. You're in State <laughs> College. You are traveling, and you are. Out for dinner and drinks with a couple co-workers. Right. Um, the night starts to wind down and it's just you and a female. Um, uh, she is a marketing director at the hotel in State College. She <laughs> okay. sits there and um, and you're, you're talking about the upcoming weekend and she lets out that she not only is a furry, but she has a... <laughs> That she has a Snorlax um, costume back in the hotel, and she likes to have sex while. Gotta stop. Sorry, I thought you were actually going somewhere with this. Would it have been better if I had said Charmander? <laughs> well, now you're just now you're just coming up with Pokemon names. So how is this even the furry community? What about Dragonite? <laughs> Uh, Raichu? What? Jigglypuff? So I'm just curious now, what was what was Dear Abby's uh, response to that? So Dear Abby sat there and just basically said, listen, you knew your co-worker was married and yet you helped him cheat. Why are you surprised you're the only woman in his life that he's having sex with? You are hardly the wrong woman. His wife is. If you want to improve your life, move on. Find somebody you can have an open and a board, above board relationship with. And I found that absolutely... Um, unsatisfactory advice what would well all right let's ask brian what would your advice be threesome <laughs> that's right pull this man closer and sit there and show him that you are his um uh, uh bottom bitch um and that uh what you should do is have a threesome with one of the other women he's having sex with so that he knows you're the one uh, a good question uh, from Janelle. What is a Snorlax, Brian? A Snorlax. Hold on. Let me go. A Snorlax um, has above uh, uh, above uh, power. Uh, uh, resting is a three. Um, power is an eight. What? But what is it? How the fuck would I know? 
<laughs> I don't know anything about the fucking Pokemon. Look it up yourself. Snorlax is a normal type Pokemon introduced in Generation 1. It evolves from Munchlax. I had Munchlax once when I was in Barcelona, but then leveled up with high friendship. Snorlax can Gigantamax into Gigantamax Snorlax if it has the Gigantamax factor for its Gigantamax form. In Generations 1 and 2 in games, their remakes in Pokemon X and Y, wild Snorlax can be found sleeping in inconvenient locations. In order to catch one, a trainer must first awaken it with music from either a Poke Flute or the Poke Gear set to the Poke Flute channel. And this, people, is why I think everybody's a fucking loser. <laughs> uh, Munchlax, surprisingly, was your sophomore nickname in college. A lot of people don't realize that. Listen, all the ladies, all the ladies were happy with that one. All right, jump in. Let's go see if we can cram a few more stories in here, Brian. Going up to Rhode Sweet. Island. Listen, when I was in, when I was a, uh, a senior in high school, I was cramming a lot of things in there. <laughs> up in Rhode Island, Cranston City Council Member Matthew Riley was found sleeping in his car, um, apparently after uh, smoking a little bit of crack. Let's see. I think we have a, a photo which comes from body cam footage. Oh yeah, he's. Oh. Uh, he is asleep in that photo. Um, he had a uh, apparently a crack pipe in his hand. You couldn't really see it in the photo. Uh, but said to the officer that woke him up, uh, said, I have sleep apnea. I'm sorry. And the, to which the officer replies, well, you have a crack pipe in your hands. <laughs> That's Riley, awesome. Riley initially denied having drugs in his car, telling officers he smoked earlier and was heading to work. At family court. Outstanding. Um, after police found crack cocaine in, in the vehicle center console, uh, Riley admitted to having relapsed after 13 years of sobriety, in part because, quote, of a really bad divorce. Well, that's kind of a shame. I don't believe it gives a shit. Um, and his crack also contained fentanyl. So he's uh, probably why that knocked him for a loop there. That stuff will kill you. Wait a second, what's the point of combining crack with fentanyl? I mean, crack is a stimulant, and fentanyl is a... Um, well, he probably didn't realize. I mean, drug dealers will, will, cut, uh, will cut their product with fentanyl to get more out of it. We cut our after dark with fentanyl. <laughs> we do. That's what makes it so worthwhile. Damn right. You get on it. You are addicted, babe. Oh, yeah. Brian, I will uh, I will let you pick the final story we talk about tonight. Wait a second. I get to pick it? Yeah, why not? I get to pick it. You get to pick it. One more story. Let's pick it. Let's go to the great state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay. Where, for the very first time, I believe... Both Ron and I are going to agree with Lauren Boebert. It is it is sad, but it uh, it does appear that uh, we may have to uh, we may have to do so. Listen, friend of the show, Senator John Fetterman. Um, he is um, how do I say this politely? Um, he is working himself back to one hundred percent. Um, we all know about his uh, mental health struggles. We all want him to get back on his feet, and we are all rooting for him. However, recently at a U.S. Senate event, um, his wardrobe left um, a couple people wondering if he's okay. 
um, this was a Senate press conference where they were set to talk about a specific bill, if I'm not correct. I believe so. Um, And as you can see, his fellow senators showed up in suit and tie. He showed up in his finest hoodie, shorts, and New Balance sneakers. So, uh, and again, uh, we are fans of John Fetterman. but uh, Love the man, love the man. Almost need to agree a little bit. There is a, uh, there's a level of decorum that you feel should take place um, in, uh, in, in, in government and, uh, you know, walking around in a sweatshirt, shorts, and uh, some joggers. Uh, sure. Yeah, no, eh, I'm just saying, we know he owns suits. We've seen him in suits. It would just be nice to not have to agree with Lauren Boebert, who now apparently is yeah. going through a divorce. Yeah. How great is that? Well, How great is that? Do you really she's take be, pleasure in other she's people's going, pain? Only people that advertise that they're enjoying other people's pain. Fair enough. I think though. that if you are fair to other people, I want good things to happen to you. If you go out of your way to make other people miserable, I will, um, I will bathe in your misery and I will, I will lick your tears. All right. I don't think we can end on anything, any sentiment better than that. So we are going to get ready to roll out. We are going to head over uh, to After Dark for our Patreon folks, which will start in about 21 minutes. Brian's got another 90-minute Imperial IPA from Dogfish Head that he is going to another one open. So again, if you want to join yeah. us, go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Click in the upper right-hand corner to become a patron, and you can join us. Brian, we've said a lot. We've got episode 258 ready to go into the history books. Anything else before we get on out of here? Yeah. One last thing. I did want to congratulate William Esquire for his um, uh, scoring points in the death pool. We did not get to celebrity obituaries this week, but um, uh, Senator uh, Billy Graham, I guess. Uh, Superstar Billy Graham. Superstar Billy Graham passed away. William Esquire um, one of the few people who was excited by this scored some points in our death pool and now is in first place. Um, congratulations, William Esquire. Uh, superstar Billy Graham is no longer part of this mortal coil. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. We will be back again next week. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Doesn't matter. We'll be here on Sunday night. We'll be ready for the start of Hot hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer. So be good to one another. Be good to yourselves. And we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.